Top Shelf Fantasy. What's up, Shelfies? Top Shelf episode podcast 167. We've got Craig and Scott here with Corey. Tom's a little under the weather after a rough weekend for the boy. Um, so coming at you October 18th. we got football going on right now. Uh, Bills, Titans, I don't know what the score is. Scott, you got a score on that? I guess uh, 3-0 still. Mm, yep. Fascinating stuff. Uh, so listen to our uh, listen to us on the website. Craig put up an article this past weekend. It's pretty freaking awesome if you're looking for uh, some trade targets as your leagues head into um, trade ted- deadlines. We pretty, pretty much awesome. have everything covered now with a fantasy trade block big board is what I would put up. And then Scott's uh, pick players to pick up now. Yeah. Before before games, uh, so that that's also up there on top of the waiver article. So there's really nothing I think we're missing at this point in 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 regards to how fantasy football is played. Yeah, I mean player acquisition from all angles essentially and all times. Like pick it up on the uh, on waivers, then grab them when they're free, and then you've got the uh, the guys to target. So if you can't figure out how to win your league with this amount of advice, I mean you're you're beyond hope. Yeah, I mean I, I can't win mine. Yeah, you guys. There's inju- there is injuries. Injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah injuries. if there's a way for you to turn injuries off in your league, certainly something to consider. Um, yeah, it is sad though because like each week, I'm like, oh, maybe we can start like a new new section in the podcast, but we can't because there's so many fucking injuries that we have to go through each one because everything means something to someone else. So yeah, you can't think, you- oh, like a so and so got hurt. Let's move on. It's like, but my team sucks now what do i do <laughs> right and you're flat out like running out of players on the waiver wire every week because they're and I, fab dollars. T- like yeah we talk about this all the time but it seems what like we say it every year too but injuries just seem like they're getting worse and worse and i don't know if it's true i haven't seen anybody like aggregate all these numbers into some sort of like solid data pool but it just feels like the injuries are, are stacking up higher and higher every single year Yeah, Speaking of, it's, it's unfortunate, but <laughs> we can get right into it. Yeah, biggest one of the week, probably. I'd say Kareem Hunt gets carted off the field with a calf injury, and he's expected to miss several weeks, is the last thing I read. And that's, you know, adding to Nick Chubb, who's already banged up with also a calf injury. So he's a big question mark for their Thursday night game on a quick turnaround. No idea who's going to be there. I mean, who that's are the guys? Dearness Johnson or Demetric Felton? Yeah, I think yeah. those are the two. Um, I don't know what the practice squad guys they have that they could bring up, but I do know that they used John Kelly a lot in preseason. Uh, he he stood out to me. The old the old Charger, um, or the old Rams, the old Rams. Okay, yeah. that's, no, that's uh, I think you're thinking of um, probably Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly, yeah, who's still on? I think still on the Rams. I mean, um, the Chargers, yeah. So, I mean, that's that'll be interesting to see, but they did say that Nick Chubb has a chance to play on Thursday. Um, either way, there there will be some sort of backup, and with Chubb even hurt as well, it's it's definitely a, a time to look at grabbing one of the handcuffs for them. Right, because even if Chubb is back, he usually does not handle the passing down work, and I don't think they want him to do that. So somebody's going to have some value there. Probably Dearness Johnson, but Demetri Felton is a running back slash wide receiver in most leagues. Yep. So he's an interesting stash too. But I do believe Travis Landry should be coming back this week or, oh, actually, you know what? Since it is the quick turnaround, maybe not, but yeah, it'll be following, close, I think. following that. Um, he should be back. Yeah. And then yeah. they've got the added problem that Baker Mayfield hurt his shoulder even more. I believe it's the same shoulder that he was already nursing the injury on. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems like he's going for a second opinion on an MRI before they determine his status. But if he can't go, that leaves Case Keenum at quarterback, which I mean, it could be worse, but it, it certainly it could, could be, be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last <laughs> we saw of him, he was actually not playing bad football, but I think you, you, you're a little uh, hesitant to put all your eggs in that basket. But to QB league, if he, if Mayfield goes, goes down, you're probably picking up Keenum. I mean, especially with six teams on by, um, yeah. I think he probably slides right in there to someone's team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd pick him up. I'm starting Ben Roethlisberger, who's giving me 10 points a week. I'd rather have Keenum. Yeah, I mean, and I know it's not on here, but OBJ got banged up too. Yep, he did, he did come back in the game. Yep. He just needed some more attention. 
Um, speaking of a wide receiver who's always hurt, Paris Campbell injures his foot significantly, significantly uh, according to what his coach yeah. says. I mean, this is it's just a, it's always foot injuries with him. It's a foot always foot. He, he had he a had great, uh, great touchdown too. Yep, he then, he shows these flashes of yeah. being so good. <laughs> he always does it. It's when when he pops off big is when he then gets hurt. It's like guess, oh, there's yeah. promise, and they're like no, there's not. And he's a guy that didn't have this injury history coming into the league. I I, I don't remember he, him having that at least. I think he just day one he, he got promoted to the NFL, and he's like, I'm hurt now. I'm I'm the hurt guy, the hurt locker. The hurt locker. Yeah, I mean, it was the same thing last year. I think it was like week one or two that he popped off. People probably pay like twenty plus bucks in fab, and then then he got hurt like the first play, and he was out for like ten weeks. <laughs> yeah, he had uh. Did he have a broken hand last year? And then the year before that, he had the ACL, or it could have been the hand the first year and then the ACL last year. It's always no, something. So yeah, it's it always something serious. The knee last year, which was the PCL and MCL, and then the year before was, I believe, a Liz Frank injury in his foot. Great. So I think this might even be – it could be this, a repeat injury. of, of the I do foot. know at one point he had a broken hand, though. So there's also that. I mean, there's so also hand, that. So. He has hand, foot, and mouth disease. We're waiting for the mouth injury on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> if he goes back, that's <laughs> uh, another injury. Alex Collins left the game right before overtime. It seems like he has a very wide open window to play, though. Pete Carroll is not saying he's out or anything like that hmm. um, off the bat, so he could be all right. If not, Rashad Penny. <laughs> so I I put, I put him in the, the waiver article just because I kind of had to. I mean, um, I think you can, you can probably get away with Travis Homer. Um, DJ Dallas too, but I think if Collins is out and Penny's back, it'd be very hard to to pick one and play one. So yeah, I think if Collins I, is out, I wouldn't even play a uh, Seahawk RB. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think this is what Rashad Penny does, though. And like he'll come back at the perfect time. He'll have one big game and either get hurt again, or we'll have people that use this as what they talk about for the rest of you know Rashad Penny's career, Dickie. Uh, about how he had this one huge game when everybody else on the team was hurt and couldn't play. But um, I don't know. In any case, I, I, th- I think I'd lean your way. T- uh, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas, I don't think they're playable. Who do the Seahawks play this week? Do you know? I do not know at this at this time. No. I do not know. No, terrible advice here. <laughs> I'll tell you. Give me a sec. Just take yeah. uh, take the next guy. For me. I think it's I mean, just um, it'll be rough no matter what, which you know Smith, the quarterback. Oh, that actually leads to another piece of news. The Seahawks did speak to Cam Newton. Oh, they're playing the Saints this coming week, too. That's not an easy matchup for them. No. Um, the Seahawks spoke with Cam Newton. Doesn't seem like the two are going to come to a deal, but they did speak to him. So there's a chance that if Geno continues to suck and Russ is going to be out long term, Cam Newton comes in and uh, I'm not going to say saves the day, but he just becomes a quarterback in Seattle. That would be gross. Yeah, I don't know. That's just... It seems like it would be too much to bring again a guy in off the street like that. They, yeah, a guy I'm sure they've a had a game plan. I'm sure they've had guys in mind all season that they had in during preseason or something like that that they could go to. Right. Yeah. That it's that's if Gino's really that bad. I mean, they, they they appear to have wanted to stick to him, and he did start to show a little bit better in the second half last night, but didn't look great. Didn't look great. Um. You know who else didn't look great? Antonio Gibson, uh, leaving the game multiple times to have J.D. McKissick and even Jarrett Patterson sub in for him with a shin injury. I, I don't know if we've gotten to the bottom of what is wrong with his shin. It's, but it's a stress fracture. It is so a stress he, fracture. Okay. He came in yeah. with that sim injury, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so he's I been dealing with it for three weeks, they said. Rest, right? He, he, that's rest, the, yeah. There's no the, way to get the, around The only it. thing to cure it is, is to sit the guy for a week. I mean, I had this guy on a few teams. I loved him going into the season. He's been great so far, but if you want him to last yeah. for NFL and for fantasy, um, I think you got you to gotta bet him for a week. The problem is he would need significant time to have these heels. So I had micro stress fractures in my shins and uh, just from, from lifting. And my doctor's like, you got to take six months off. And that was for like a very minor issue. And I'm not running the NFL schedule and I'm not running a football against monstrous linemen. So if he gets a six month prognosis or diagnosis, he's, I mean, you, you can't take that. So he's going to keep, he's going to keep running the ball and hope he can make it to off season. 
Brutal. Brutal. That's too bad. Another horrific, not horrific, but, but uh, shitty thing. Uh, Kadaris Tony leaves in the first drive. Uh, big waiver guy last week. Start of mine this week. Very excited to see him. Three catches for 31 yards in, in the first end. Oh, I mean, telling that was early. He, he got me 5.3 points. That's it's, it's not the worst thing. Yeah, for a guy for, who went out on the first drive. drive. Like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, what could have been? I mean, there are guys who play the whole game and bad. don't give you that. Oh, speaking yeah, of Giants, Harrison. speaking of Giants wide receivers, um, for the listeners, you should know I picked uh, Colin Johnson as a dart throw and did come in second place again for the fifth time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jamal Agnew came in first. We don't get to it. do the uh, shotguns tonight, but the listeners need to know. Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a great second second place stretch. How did uh, my Darth do? I'm assuming zero points. Bit. Two weeks in yeah. a row at zero. Look at zero. DeAndre Carter. What? what, what yeah, what, I thought DeAndre Carter was going to win it. I, I did too. And then I saw Agnew got like eight catches in the first quarter. I'm like, what the hell's happening? He's a cornerback. <laughs> Yeah, I saw oh. Colin Johnson get a catcher, catcher two, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I think I might have it." So oh. Dickie actually owes my shotgun this weekend, anyways, so, or this week anyway. So I'm, oh, I'm Chase Roche, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm good. I'm almost it. Yeah, so so we don't know the severity of Tony's injury yet. It's got to come out soon. Um, if I had a guess, I'd say he'd miss this week. But um, yeah, well, let's see what happens with that. Um, had a shotgun bet with Tom this week that Latavius Murray will score over 15 <laughs> points. And I think I would have hit it if he didn't leave the game. He had 12.1, had a touchdown this game, um, left with an ankle. Um, Devonta Freeman, you know, but took the reins after that. LaBelle that factored in there. They all had t- touchdowns. But, yeah, um, yeah if, if Lat m- misses time, again, we aren't excited about this backfield anyways. I think if Lat misses time, it's, it's more do they activate Tyson Williams and he finally use him again because he's – look the best so far to me right i don't see how you don't go with tyson williams if if lat's gonna miss you know actual time but i i'm scared to touch this backfield really just because i don't know that it's going to be any one of them any given week i mean lat murray was the right pick this week you definitely nailed that i mean even on a 12.6 point output i'd say you still should get the win for that bet but i just i have no faith in any of them that this is going to be the it's going to be this guy, you know, Devontae Freeman next week could be the guy that he, he catches 10 balls. You know, we saw him get a lot of usage towards the end of the game two weeks ago, and he was just getting peppered with targets and running straight forward. But like, yeah, it's a gross, it's a gross situation developing over there. I'm absolutely just amazed that Devontae Freeman is doing like getting work, not I'm just a, on a team. <laughs> I put in the uh, waiver write up, like this has to be the oldest backfield like ever assembled. But, like, between Combined age, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, you get Frank yeah. Gore in there, <laughs> literally. Although um, he, I mean, he plays very similar to Lat Murray, so just put true. it in the middle of the guard in the center. I'm actually shocked Frank Gore hasn't gotten the call from anybody. I mean, Isn't he boxing or something? Is that what someone told me? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> that someone sounds told right. me that how he's trying out for boxing or something, and I mean, it's a weird time when there's RBs freaking. Falling each week, he could easily have a job in the NFL. Yep, NFL.com put a story up. (laughs) Veteran running back Frank Gore eyes a new sport, boxing. (laughs) Well, he hasn't claimed retirement yet, and I, I, he's gonna. I I really just hope it's for the for him to him and his son to be in the same backfield for at least a play, and then Frank Gore can retire. Yep. People are saying that when this article says when people have called Frank Gore, asking him to come in for a trial, he said, "No, I'm busy. I'm boxing." AKA I'm saving my body for one year. Yeah, right. I'm taking a year off just staying. In Although shape. just to get hit in the head, I don't know if that's the same trade-off. Hey, he's on that Herschel Walker program where he's going to be 60 and ripped out of his mind. All right, T.Y. Hilton dealing with a quad injury. Like, stop me if you've heard this story before. Is that the <laughs> same injury it was that he was on the IR for? I thought he was a hamstring on IR, but I could be mistaken. It could have certainly I thought, been a I thought quad. It was neck. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're 100 percent right. It was neck. Okay, so this yeah. is a new injury. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know if that's but, better or worse. I mean, it's probably, it's probably the same hamstring. Let's he's just been go ahead. With his entire career. Let's yeah. just go ahead and say that T.I. Hilton should not be owned, and you shouldn't expect to play him. 
No. And so, so the he he did well. Four for eighty for his first game. Sure, it's fine. But it's against the Texans, and he has a uh, report card going back for like the last eight years of him just destroying the Texans. Yeah. So he kind of had to. Um, but yeah, he even might miss next week. Who freaking knows? He they did say he s- contemplated retirement. That's right. They are saying that his quad is feeling better Monday and he should be fine to play. That being said, yeah, it's a, it's a dicey play. I did read somewhere that he led the entire team in targets, but like you said, it's against the Texans. It's so let's see him do it again before, uh, mm-hmm. before he's I mean, a priority ad for anybody. I, I, I write people off at a certain time uh, to my fault. I'm just not willing to risk getting the zero. Do you want to hear the craziest thing, Craig? He's 38% owned in leagues. AJ Green is 44% owned. Well, that's another guy I wrote off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and rightfully <laughs> so. But like AJ Green has given you double-digit points every single week this year, save for one. T.Y. Hilton has been on IR and dead. Like, how is it a 6% difference in ownership? That's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's because a lot of people have been burned by AJ Green. I mean, a lot of people have been burned by T.Y. Hilton too, but everybody put your hand up if you've been burned by AJ Green or T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> Definitely. I have been personally victimized. Uh that year with AJ Green where he just was coming back, coming back every week. He never came back. That he's just, that was horrible. That was almost two years worth of that. That was brutal. Uh all right. Dak with a calf strain on the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. He had test on. Seems like he's fine. He's got the bye week this week, so he should he's be got back. A, he's got a boot on. MRI confirmed the calf strain. Um, but we've seen players get a calf strain and then play the next week. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect too much. I think he just doesn't do anything for a week during the bye week, and he'll be fine. And he has the benefit of not needing to be that mobile of a quarterback. Yep. Like he has it as a plus in his game, but it's not his, it's not his only uh, trait. So I think he'll be all right. Let's get into the real news. Ryan Fitzswagic is eligible to come off the IR. Is that good? Well, we care. Does anybody? <laughs> I mean, we care because <laughs> I, I mean Heineke has not looked good the last two weeks. I was projecting to start him against Kansas City, and he ended up not doing well. He got ten fantasy points. You know, almost every single quarterback that's played against Kansas City would get you twenty. He seemed to not do it, and that's now back to back weeks. So. I would expect when Fitz magic is ready to come back, they do give that option to get him going um, and not to say Heineke has won the job because it looks like Heineke is slumping. I just don't think that he's going to be ready yet. And I think it'll take into November. Um, I think they said it was supposed to be like an eight week thing without surgery. And, and he, he elected not to have surgery for it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting situation to monitor because, like you said, Heineke the last couple of weeks has been subpar. So, if he was out playing like he did the first couple of weeks, I'd say it's his it's his team, you know, from here on out. But Fitz Magic, man, he's he just got that special little spark about him. You know, he comes back if they think it's only going to take a handful of wins again to win this division. I mean, the Cowboys are rolling, but they usually blow up right around this time every year, anyway. So. They could I mean, be. There's the wild card too. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So, plenty of time left for a, a Washington football team to put it together. Indeed, it is. And and on that note too, I don't know if you actually have it written down, but all the old, all the pup players are eligible to come off now if they wanted to. Yeah. So we've got like Michael Thomas is eligible to come off of IR this week. Um, I can't think of anybody else significant. MT is the big well, one. I, I, would, um, I would say. Uh, Jeff Wilson would have, but they they actually extended his um, projection of coming back into the late November now. Uh, so there's a, there's a chance Jeff Wilson doesn't see time until week you know twelve. I think they said brutal. Yeah, it's like November twenty fifth or or around that time. Yeah, the, but uh, but then again, we've all been burned by San Francisco reporters, and he could just very well be ready for next week. And they just act <laughs> him the day before, and they go, right. "Oh, he's starting." Very true. Um, and then the empty eligibility is big in, in so far that the Saints have struggled. I mean, I don't want to say mightily, but they their passing game hasn't been exactly what we've expected. It hasn't been consistent. Deontay Harris and Marquez Callaway probably pale in comparison to what Michael Thomas can do. So if MT is eligible, if he gets activated, I think he's you've probably stashed him all year to this point if you're if you're holding MT. So uh, you have you probably have to play him week one and just hope he pops big. 
Yeah. I mean, again, six teams on by, you can't wait and see for him. You're going to yeah. have to put him. Yep. And then Calvin Ridley, uh, he'll be back this week. He's recovered from his personal matter that he was tending to. So um, he seems to be no worse for wear back on the field. This that, week. that really F people over uh, last week. Yes. Really, last really second, did. no plan, right? Like, uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah. I killed this me year, a couple of You're only waiver and go pick someone up yep and then uh russell gage actually is still nursing an injury i think it's still an ankle but i think he's projected to be back this week i think he was uh he tested it out the previous week wasn't good for it this should be his week but we'll see he's still gonna practice and put in some good sessions so monitor that as we go forward you want to get into hold them fold them is there first guy we kind of just talked about him kareem hunt you holding them, you folding them, you waiting to hear some more news. What do you got? The problem with Kareem Hunt is he was RB6 before his injury. Yes. Yeah, that one, that, so, that one stinks. It, it's, it's all dependent on so many different factors. What your roster competition, composition looks like, if you guys have IR, um, if you're um, winning, if you have a winning record or a losing record. I think I, think I have to say if you're at a spot where you need to win net, win now, go to the team that's got first place or second place and try and get something for hunt. Cause you straight just can't cut him. And he still has some value to a team that knows they're going to make playoffs because he will come back and he will do Kareem hunt things and he will help someone win a championship. But if you need to win now, you can't just sit there and keep a bench spot and do nothing about it. Yeah. So uh, I'm completely in the same ballpark as you are. I'm holding them, but I'm trying to trade them unless I can eat that roster spot with, with no worry. If I'm 6-0 and and I can park them on my bench and hope that it's, you know, four, five, six weeks tops, sure, I'll hold them. Other than that, I'm looking to sell them. Yeah, I mean, again, IR spot, you're stashing him right there. Yep. He's probably the best player in the league on the IR. So, um, <sighs> if, again, he's a no-fold at all, but it's definitely a trade or – trade four again if, if i'm five and oh or five and one six and oh if i can afford it and be like hey um i'll give you a guy like elijah mitchell for your cream hunt you get a guy now but i get cream hunt when you know when he gets back that's something that i would probably do because i have cream hunt i'm three and three it's a very tough spot to be like i wish i was four and two <laughs> like yeah. I, I might be able to hold him but I, I am trying to actually trade him. Uh, definitely don't want to drop him. Like, I'll take a flex play for him and then picking up any Browns running back this week. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, let's go to Tyler Boyd. Hold, All right. Hold, kill, FMK. Hold. I mean, hold. they had a really tough matchup this past week. I will say, like, I knew going into it, Tyler Boyd was not going to perform very well. Um, just the f- fact that they weren't going to um, throw that much because it's the Detroit Lions and they haven't been scoring much, so they didn't need to. They could just run with Joe Mixon. Um, with that being said, there were you know a couple good games Tyler Boyd has had this year. He has definitely taken a backseat once uh, T-, T. Higgins came back. Um, his next three matchups are Baltimore, the Jets, and Cleveland. Um I was trying to say, I was trying to make some positive case for him, but I can't. I think I have to fold him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the same boat. I'm going to fold him. He's just seeing that target share or that snap share rather go down to 63% on, you know, three targets, one reception. I mean, that's just, that's a lack of involvement that you can't stomach as we head into bye weeks. That being said, I'm not dropping Tyler Boyd for nothing. Like if, if I can't get a decent trade, on my waiver wire that week, I'll hold Boyd based on what maybe I think he can do as we head into these, these horrible bye weeks. Cause he does have upside. I mean, any week he can show up and give you de- decent output, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm particularly loving it against Baltimore either. I would like to have him against the jets, but I can't hold him for two weeks, especially if you're a one in five team. You're like, you well, so I was thinking the same thing, but I think it's the same logic with Detroit right now. The New York Jets are third fewest fantasy points allowed. That's true. And I think it's because people don't need to pass against them. Hmm. Like, yeah, there's, you, there is sometimes a, that game script. Yeah, yeah very true. You probably see a big Jim Mixon game there anyways. 
He's a fool so for me. It's tough to hold on uh, for for Boyd right now. It's going to be tough for that whole offense, realistically, uh, except for Jamar Chase. Because yeah. <laughs> really? he's the guy. Um, who's our next guy? Uh, so I put it in here, Josh Gordon, and I was not going to, but he was 41% owned going into week six. People really? crazy people. Again, you're saying a guy like, um, AJ greens, right, right around there. Like, yeah, stop. Oh, it's right around there. We're, we're talking a whole nother. We have, uh, you can't, you can't see with my blurriness, but up here is AJ green. And then like right here is T.Y. Hilton way the hell down here is Josh Gordon on priority of owning someone on the team. It's been eight seasons since we've had a Josh Gordon season. Every year you've picked him up, you've tried to stash him, be that smart guy, and it's always killed you. Don't do it again. It's not going to happen. Yeah, like Tim Patrick is 35% owned. See, Um, that that right there is bizarre (laughs) to me. Like the guy that's getting you 10 points as a floor each week. And you had this guy that's getting one target to zero to one target a game. And if you want to be Joey, I friggin' called it before everybody else. Just go pick up Rashad Bateman. Who's 27% owned. There's a viable (laughs) stash. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have to be the Josh Gordon truther. That's a, that's a, that's a losing. You know who probably has a better chance at that is uh, uh, Robinson there. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a higher on him on the depth chart. He's or probably one percent owned. Byron Pringle, Pringle still too. out catching yeah. him. Like yep. it's just it's it's stupid. Yeah. So for me, Josh Gordon's not even like a fold. He's like a, a like a never was. But yeah, if you're carrying him, fold him for some right. for some reason. Now that's a tricky one. Kadarius Tony. You probably spent a boatload of fab to grab him last week. We don't know what his injury looks like as far as uh, prognosis for the future. What are you doing? Holding them? You folding them? You hoping to God some news comes out tomorrow before you have to put that bid in? The thing is, is like we talked about at the top, he was so electric even on the first drive and got five fantasy points. You know, you do need to wait. You can't you can't uh, drop him right away uh, on this waiver go around because there's a shot that even Kenny Galladay doesn't play again. Darius Slayton doesn't play again. Uh, you know, can uh, be up there. Yeah. I, I think he's, he's hard to drop. Um, I, I don't think I would, I, I think I would hold him for now. That being said, if there's news that breaks tomorrow, that he is out for four weeks, five weeks, he, if he said, if he heads to IR, I'm dropping. Yes, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think Again, you can't afford to hold him with the bye weeks coming up, and he's an easy yeah. drop off your roster from realistically a game, a game and a drive where he's popped big. Holy Derrick Henry for like seventy five yards. If he is, big, Sam. I gotta get my game on. Yep, seventy five yard touchdown. Oh, that, that that helps me in our dynasty league. Um, but yeah, if if it's four or five weeks is out again, try try to trade him. I don't think you can trade him like you can trade a guy like Kareem Hunt. He hasn't shown you enough yet. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping it's like a one week thing. Let him sit, rest his knee, which he probably should have sat this week. But they had no receivers; they had to play him. Right. No, I absolutely agree with all that. Like, if he is going to be out a few weeks, but uh, there's an opportunity right now that if he is healthy and he is healthy now, then he's not. You do not drop him. You do not drop an electric player like that. No, I mean, I just spent fab on him. I only spent eleven bucks. I got him. Thank God. But. I mean, people spent. I saw people uh, him going for forty bucks in a few leagues, and that was the same week that you know Daryl Williams and Devontae Booker were up. Yep. So he was right around with them. Uh, people were just loving what they saw. So hoping, hoping it's not too long, but we'll see. Miles Gaskin. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> so I was wrong on him last week. He ended up destroying it. No, two weeks ago. Yeah, and then Dows, I think I think you were the sit or Craig was. I might have sat this him. week. That sounds yeah. similar. Um, and again, he goes back to the role he was in week four. Couple carries here. He fumbled it. They didn't lose it, but he fumbled it, dropped a pass. Then then he was out of there. Ahmed looked decent. They used the Malcolm Brown thing again. Like I, I just he's a guy I'll cut if I can get someone because I can't use him each week. But 
We've seen running backs go down like crazy. So just having startable running backs on your team does help. It, it's it just it's just I don't know because he he's not a handcuff to anyone. No one's a, a handcuff to him. That that's a whole Miami backfield. It's, a, it's like a cluster. Yeah, you honestly you need to see like one of these guys go down. So then it has to be Gaskin. But even if it has to be Gaskin, they might just not run it. They might just say, screw it. We'll throw the ball 40 times with Tua for three yards, like three yards a clip. I don't know. Gaskin, I think you make a great point um, with the way the running backs are going down like flies. If you you can't really cut a starting uh, running back, but he's not playable. So if I can't play a guy, I don't need him on my bench. Let him be somebody else's problem. Maybe I try to trade him off of – I don't know. Workload. You yeah. should have tried to trade him last week off a 20 point game. That was your best shot at it. Maybe now you have to hold him until he has another one and then you should be smart enough to sell. But I think I hold him purely based on his, the idea of a starting running back, I guess. I'm not sure, but I'm going to hold him. Gaskin? Yeah. I'm folding him. I'm out. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yep. I don't want to do it. I don't. I, wanna, I don't want to have a five because you know the week that he actually did blow up against Tampa, he still only had five rushing attempts. Yeah, you know he got that work because of touch. I mean, he got the that many points because of touchdowns yeah. and receiving work. He was. I think he was five for fifteen or five for twenty, uh, and then he was ten for ten um, in the air. Yeah. Ten, so ten I, and, and two touchdowns. And add on top of it, I think Tua is not going to help that running backfield for fantasy points. I think they have to do a very quick, short game of getting people in more space uh, getting their wide receivers in more space. While that does benefit the receiving work for Gaskin, that cannot also say that he's guaranteed to get that receiving work all the time because Ahmed has also been uh, getting some passes as well. Yes. And again, this is without Will Fuller and Devontae Parker. They come back. There's two more weapons there. This is, I just don't see a huge role for gas and be what he was last year. Agreed. Kenny Galladay. I just dropped him in the league. I also did. I and also is, dropped him this past week. I this was the your answer. I, where I had to because of, of, and like, I think I, I had Barkley. I hunt in that league too, so yeah. I couldn't afford to keep him. And I had to get a kicker too. I'm like, shit, like I can't just put no kicker out there. Um, luckily, it's a, it's a good team, so I could afford the drop on them. Um, My reasoning was is I, I literally needed a guy to play. Um, and had I not, I would have lost that league that that week. I, I I needed to get someone, and he was my you know most questionable player on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I did end up having a good team that year uh, in this league, um, but I also didn't want to give up a win. I mean, give up a loss or whatever, take a loss, even though I was four and one. I still don't want to lose, and yeah. I'd rather give up on a guy that only had one double digit scoring point week this year. Yep, completely agreed. Fold Kenny Galladay. He's done. He's cooked. And, and again, he, he didn't play last week. Why not play this week? And the week he did play two weeks ago, he got you zero because he and left even, in the first quarter. And even so if he plays, like, he plays Carolina. So best of luck to you, sir. You're not having a great game against those corners either. Yeah, especially if uh, Gilmore is yep. out there. Oh, Gilmore should be out there this next week. I can't wait to see that that secondary next year with uh, Horn back. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. going to be. And they have A.J. Boye, too. Which is also under he will be the fourth corner next year or third, and then Horn is the the fourth. Yeah, and they'll it, figure out different roles too. But um, that's they just can even a, put one of them at safety just just for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like You're, it's gonna be so good. It's so funny though, they can go into a defense like, all right, we need four cornerbacks. Like, don't worry, we have like four top twenty cornerbacks. <laughs> we'll be fine, and they're only paying one of them. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's funny. Um, all right, another hopeful Jamal Williams. I think I'm calling it on him. Uh, time of death, week seven. Jamal Williams, fold. I think it's a little harsh. Time of death. <laughs> <laughs> when you get, Greg, when you get kicked off my fantasy team, it's equivalent to death. That's how these people feel. It's true. Uh, I mean, 
it was it was a tough week again against Seattle. I mean, uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, they were they were down a lot. Um, they should have used him more in the receiving work. Um, don't know why they, they, they didn't. Um, but, you know, there were past games that he was putting up at least serviceable numbers. Uh, they get the Rams uh, next week and then Philadelphia, which are kind of tough. And then he has a bye week. So I can I can see it. Um, but I would rather a Jamal Williams on a team that has shown they want to use their running backs versus a Miles Gaskin on a team that they've shown that they don't want to use their running backs. So I don't know. I think I think I give I give Jamal Williams a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I even I've been starting him because I had to because of the running back position is so uh, scarce right now. Yeah, and, and and it's it's the same point. I was I was gonna make the whatever other Gaskin or Jamal, and it's Jamal hands down. And I go back to of course with all the injuries, it, it's you're you don't want to hope for, it, but you're a swift injury away from an RB one probably and swift isn't a durable guy so this is the point where if you're a swift owner I, I would make sure jamal is on my team and even if not again just stash the guy and i mean we've seen it he's he's gotten 20 points he's gotten 15 points and then a safe like eight seven four but last week was the one point that that really hurts you I do, right. I do think you have a good point too if, if you have him as a handcuff or if you can stash him on your bench for a while by all means, but again, Rams, Philly, bye week, Pitt, Cleveland. I can't, I can't hold them forever to do nothing. But mm. if you're also the Swift owner, 100, percent you're not cutting your handcuff. If you can sell them to the Swift owner, 100, percent you should be doing that. But just if you're holding, you're holding them to play them. I, I, I can't do that. He can't be in my lineup next week or for probably the foreseeable five. And mm. if I'm one in five, no, can't, can't, so. I can't do it. So his schedule is even worse than I had thought went, went through all of it. So I, I gave Philly thinking that they were going to be, you know, a, a tough matchup. They're actually his only good matchup left for the rest of the year, because after pick Cleveland, it's Chicago, Minnesota, Denver, Arizona. <laughs> it's good. all the toughest defenses in the league right now yeah, it's a tough that schedule. he has left. So, I mean, you're selling low, yeah. but a trade is more likely than a drop. Yep. Yeah, go to the the Swift owner now and see what you can get. Kenneth Gainwell. Very similar kind of role. Also, that had Jamal Williams listed at six feet tall. There's no way that guy's six feet. Um, that's beside the point, though. Kenneth Gainwell. Brutal last two weeks. Heads into the Raiders this week. I'm about to contradict everything I just said about Jamal Williams, I'm holding Gainwell. <laughs> I, I think maybe I'm guilty of being a bit of a Gainwell truther on this one, but his Me usage too. on the goal line, his usage in the passing game, the departure of Zach Ertz, I think should help him get more targets. I don't know that that's going to happen for sure. Maybe I'm making excuses because I like the guy, but I'm holding Gainwell for at least one more week. Even, I mean, it's not like Miles Sanders has taken over. Like, Miles Sanders is also still doing bad. You know, he's not performing well, and it was just as a whole, this team did not perform well against Tampa. Yeah, Miles um, Sanders is the next one on our list, so we can talk about him in conjunction. In, in conjunction. Well, so I was going to say, I was looking at their uh, next strength of schedule, and I have him as having very easy route, because uh, actually Vegas is pretty decent to go up against. Um, and then Detroit and then the Chargers, who you would think would be tough, but they're actually top 10. They have only two bad matchups the entire rest of the season. That's against Denver and New Orleans in week 10 and 11. So they have actually a really cake schedule. And I think things could turn around for Gainwell, whereas Sanders, I'm still a little iffy on. I'm still going to keep Sanders. I'm not going to I'm not going to drop him. I'm not going to sell him low, but I'm going to hold on to him and maybe think in the next couple of weeks when things look good, I can get rid of one of them uh, for value or just keep and hope that they play well. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm holding Gainwell. And then for Sanders, I'm certainly, well, I'm probably trying to trade him. I like that seven point output that he's cons consistently giving you six to seven points just is not what you need out of him. And I think his name and his role can still net you something back that's more useful. You can probably sell him for closer to a 10-point floor guy. i trade him for Tim Patrick straight up right now. If I could go, well, I'll get into this during our buy low. 
but Miles Sanders trade bait, Kenneth Gainwell hold. All right. Um, Hunter Renfro. Fold. He's always been a cusp guy that doesn't have to actually command much money on the waiver wire. So I would think I would think it's 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 okay if you wanted to drop him. I mean, they have Philly and then a bye week. Um, <clears throat> he should be available again at some point, but he does his bye. Cincinnati, Dallas, all four really good matchups after that. Yeah, he's obviously I mean, the target. And hog. if you need a guy like that. The, they're out there. Go pick. They up, are. Go pick up Rondell Moore. Go pick up AJ Green for the week or Christian Kirk. Like they're, they're there. Yeah, this guy does not offer much command on the market. No, he's not a guy that. I mean, I don't think he's a guy that's going to get you 20, 20 plus points. No, unless he gets a touchdown or two. Yeah, yeah. And I'm mostly concerned about five targets, three receptions, and a fifty-seven percent snap share in his first week under a non-John Gruden team or non-John Gruden-led team. So if well, Masashia doesn't want to use him as much as Gruden has and his role is diminishing uh, from here on out. Eh. We will we will see. I, I, I think the new regime starts after the bye week because I don't know how much they really could have changed within. I mean, when did Gruden call it? On Monday of last yeah, week? Like, they really like couldn't implement anything yeah. new. And then they have Philly and then a bye. So I think while I think they work on things in the bye week to actually see. So I don't know if one game is really um, that big of a difference. Um, just one note on that game. I did see them use Kenyon Drake a little bit more, which I kind of liked. Um, but yeah, there. again, yeah. I think I think you can. I think that's a fair point. Let me start there. Like if you're going to see real changes, you probably need some time to implement them. But pulling guys out and subbing other guys in, I think, is a simple week over week fix. Whether, I mean, hopefully Kenyon Drake is seeing an upstick. You saw him actually find the end zone, right. got usage in the red zone. Twice. Twice. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's huge if that's if that's indicative of a trend moving forward. And I'm just, I'm worried about Hunter Renfro, and I'd rather just be out in front of it, cut the guy. No sense in holding a five point wide receiver. I mean, right. Like you said, you could, if I cut him and he goes and gets 10 points, I don't think anybody's. Scammer. Yeah. Oh no shit! Damn it! I gotta go get him. Hundred bucks. <laughs> Ten fucking points. Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm very sorry if you get mad over a player like that. Yeah, he, yeah. The cut. Um, those are the I, ones that also get mad about Josh Gordon not playing. <laughs> yeah, dude, he got more snap percentage. He got one target. He could have had like teen targets. Like just fucking the <laughs> action, dude. It's an actual yeah. conversation that Scott had with Dickie today. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, he did say. When Rug scored his touchdown, he's like, "What did I say? I freaking called that. No one believed me." I'm like, "He caught like he caught a long touchdown. That's what Rugs does. He's, he had yeah. three catches, yeah, for, and for 90 yards of touchdown. That one touchdown was a 50 yard. The guy's plus. gonna have maybe six yeah. or seven touchdowns this year. You can be right six or seven times, but that doesn't yeah. mean you're right. There are other ten. I still <laughs> don't like the usage. I still like the, the three receptions. Like it's very, it's very scary to use it. Um, yeah, oh, but that's wow. just there." I should have full pod just conversations with Dickie. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's its entire mini series. We could just put a picture of Dickie up on the website so people know who we're talking about. We're gonna they go, go to yeah, No, no, you can't do that because well, they have their own mindset. I, it, <laughs> that's the beauty about you know you're not seeing who someone is and you're seeing it in your head. <laughs> and I don't know if it's better or worse. I I, I don't know. It's probably on the edge. Oh goodness. <laughs> All right, Craig, you want to get into your buy low? Yeah, all right. So it's going to be buy low, sell t- high time. Um, I actually like a little bit more of what I did in the article now than talking about just buy lows and sell highs. I was going through the list to see what the trade involvement was or the trade movement, um, just to give it on air now before the article comes out weekly, which I want to do, uh, so that you know if you are listening, you can kind of get a little head up on it. Um, I'll go into my buy low candidate in a second. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll leave this for my sell high. But my buy low candidate is um, Allen Robinson. Uh, And obviously we've all seen and and talked about Allen Robinson on hold fold. And, you know, I've talked about him a lot uh, regarding, you know, how I feel his season's trajectory is going to go. And while he has not performed, he is at an all time low each week. It just gets lower and lower. 
um, but at one point he hits 10 points, it's not going to happen. I mean, you're not going to be able to buy him again because that, that, that there's a little glimmer of hope. Well, this week they play Tampa and what we've seen against Tampa this year for the most part is that they have uh, been, you know, susceptible to uh, air yards. And that's something that Allen Robinson would be, be able to put up with uh, Justin Fields, finally getting his foot underneath them. Um, while I hate on Matt Nagy, uh, his, and, and they did lose last week. Uh, there's a little bit of, of offensive hope coming up soon. Um, I still think Matt Nagy gets fired, but I don't think that that matters about what Al Robinson's production is going to be moving forward. There is going to be, I think, a, a change sometime this week where while it may not be 20 fantasy points, Al Robinson might not be able to be bought if kind of, if you can kind of get what I'm saying. Because you got seven this past week, someone might be okay with that. And then if you see a 10 to 12 point fantasy day, he's going to get back in the fantasy lineups. Yeah, I think that's smart. I mean, if, if there is a time to do it, it's probably now. Um, my buy low follows much in the same vein. It's a guy who literally hasn't done anything. Jerry Judy, he's been on IR. Um, if you're going to buy this guy, you need to buy him now when his stock is low because he's done nothing. Now, anybody that says, you know, you can't buy him low because of his name, maybe you have a case, maybe you don't. I'm not really going to argue that with you, but you're never in the history of Jerry Judy going to buy him lower than you can right now because he's still hurt. He's still an IR and he, his coach is the one out there saying it's less than 50% chance he plays this coming week. If you get a one in five team, they're <clears throat> rostering Jerry Judy without an IR spot. And he's eating up a spot on their roster that a playable starting caliber player could be using. He should be the one willing to make this deal and getting, you know, cutting bait on a guy that he literally can't play. If you're, four and two, five and one or better, go get Jerry Judy, eat him for a week or two until he's back. And he's probably a league winner when he comes back. If he plays anything like he did in week one, you can afford it. The losing team can't go make a deal. There you go. I just won you your league. You're welcome. Oh, thanks, man. No problem. Simple. Simple as that. It's, it's, it's that easy. And, and, and yet people don't listen or don't do it. Very frustrating. All right. My, um, my, by low is Elijah Mitchell. Uh, I kind of talked about it before when we talked about whole full Kareem Hunt. Um, this is a guy where I also think you can pick him up. I put that in my article last week. The first week of bye weeks, you'll see these guys like Elijah Mitchell, Brandon Ayuk, uh, even Mike Davis might have been um, dropped just because it's bye week and they haven't really done too much. Pick him up or buy him low. I think you can buy him for pennies if i'm hunt i would trade hunt for elijah mitchell depending where i am in the league if i'm in the bottom um like craig said jeff wilson supposedly you know that's that's the beat writer saying he won't be back till late no, no, november so he he has the opportunity to, to you know become the lead back until then and if he shows if he plays well enough he can you know take that role even when he is back and trey sermon um Again, I, I, don't, I don't get it, but <laughs> they want to use Mitchell over Sermon. They like the speed. I've 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 come to grips with the fact that they want the running back to be fast, and that's get why they drafted him so high. <laughs> I think that they Trade do have. I think they have a plan to have to to use him, but I don't think it's come yet. I don't think their offense is built enough yet to to have that part of the game plan. I think that they need to continue to spread things out more because the, because that's of fair. the quarterback play. Um, that's basically all I can kind of figure from it. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be, you know, most... did he freeze? Yeah, he froze. Damn it. I was looking that at my was... screen and I was like, uh, yeah. is that me? Is <laughs> that, that you? <laughs> I didn't know if it was both of us, but um, <laughs> yeah, Craig, I don't know if you can hear us, but you're frozen. We'll just kind of talk until you get back. But um yeah, I think he's saying Garoppolo's Most likely is... coming back and starting this week too. Craig. Yeah, so Craig, you you, you kind of cut out, but I think uh, I don't know if you're, you're still talking about Garoppolo. Yet. All right, I'm just now seeing you guys. I lost you for a little bit, but I was saying I think Garoppolo's coming back, and the offensive game plan could look a little bit different now that he's there rather than Trey Lance, which was last week. Yeah. Um. But but what I don't know. Nobody knows anything yet. Yeah. No. That's that's the big thing with San Fran. Nobody knows anything, and. That seems to be too often the case. But I, 
but we do know that one thing what scott was saying is eli mitchell is definitely the number one so yes, there is that all right that's hard to find in the nfl these days for sure scott you want to take your sell high as well sure my sell high is uh henry ruggs <laughs> um mainly if, if you got excited about last week you know gruden's gone raiders won different team they're going to involve rugs more because of whatever reason he had a touchdown great game and i'm not going to you know he's a t- talented freak um but he's a good touchdown and i'm not going to bank on that if you can sell him as a wide receiver three do it right away yeah just just not consistent enough on a, on a regular basis to warrant any other treatment bum <laughs> uh my sell high is probably a little bit more difficult to sell high based on his outlook khalil herbert bears running back you picked him up you probably snagged him for nothing because the real hot pickup was damian williams damian williams had covid he's coming back this week you're like oh don't worry about it he earned a role he had 18 carries the week before and then he had 19 this week 75 yards then 97 this past week he found the end zone to get a touchdown He's still going to carve out a role. He looks good. Yeah, he looks good. I agree with you. But guess what? Whether him or Damian Williams is the guy for the next week or two, David Montgomery is the one who's the guy. He's coming back in two weeks tops. He's going to take every single rush attempt there's going to be. So sell Khalil now off a 20-point week or an 18.2-point week and get any other piece that you can plug in, at even as a flex play, like, there are a lot of players right now that you can sub in that will give you season long usage instead of Khalil Herbert, who's going to be legitimately valid for maybe a week more. If that uh, yep. there's a team that needs him. So go find that team. There's a team that absolutely is going to need a running back next week and you can sell, you know, 89% snap share to him. but you should not be the one sitting there using this guy as a, uh, your your team's lord and savior because that is going to backfire mightily. Oh yeah, no. I mean, the owners that that picked him off, um, picked him up this past week to play him because of the Damian news that came out great for you. Um, he probably helped you win the week. I know I was one of those guys. Yep, I still okay. got crushed, but I got so lucky. but um, actually dropped him last week, and then that news came out. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I can't spend money on him twice. It's just just a thing I can't do. Um. Yeah. So I, I think we lost Craig here. Ah, dang. Yeah. Uh, he he was cutting out here and there. Oh, uh, we don't know who his sell high is either. Damn it, Craig. No, he had one too, but he always keeps it secret. He likes to, He likes to bury the lead from us. See if we can get him back in here. And uh, oh crap! Looks like uh, Derek Henry is that Derek. Oh, thank God, it's not Derek Henry. It, it, it's me. a lineman. I, I mean, I thought someone, could, but um, <laughs> it's so easy to mistake Derek Henry for a lineman. That is true. Tennessee just just picked off Josh Allen. They're uh, right down around the three four yard line with an injury. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do. Um, stop playing with my emotions. Yeah, Quit playing games with my heart. Stop playing with my G string. I got Damian Harris. Look, he had a great week this week. He finally didn't fumble. Craig's coming back. Here we go. Admit. Um, it's just. I don't know how long I can play this game with Damian Harris. Like, are you going to be good? Are you going to suck? Are you going to be somewhere in the middle? Are you going to fumble and get benched for a while? Are you going to be hurt? And then are you going to come back from being hurt? Like, there's just so many times with, with Damian Harris that I don't know what to expect. And all I want in fantasy football is to know what to expect week in and week out of my team. I'm a guy... I stay away from the Henry Ruggs, the boomer bust. I stay away from the guys that can give you a zero floor and a hundred point ceiling. I want a narrow range of projected outcomes and my guys to finish in between there. Derek Henry is the best example probably in the league. You can pencil him in for 20 to 25 points and then he might pop for 40. That's what you want. Even CMC is this, this wide range of he cannot show up. He can get hurt in the first minute of the game and then give you 40 points somewhere in there. I can't have Damian Harris as a guy that you probably drafted to be an RB2 with RB1 upside in some weeks, dancing between four points and 17 points. It just can't happen. Figure it out. 
get your life together. Come back to me when you can perform on a consistent basis. Craig, welcome back to the room. Can we get your sell high? Uh, well, so I was going to go in a different direction <laughs> than, than actually selling someone because the first thing I wanted to say was uh, don't sell a healthy player right now. Um, but there's a good shot that I, I leave again. So I want to get this one thing off. Um, it, I don't know why my internet is in, unstable. Uh, but so for the article later on the, and to get a jump start on it, uh, sell high players or most traded players right now are Antonio Brown, uh, Miles Sanders, Leonard Fournette, Zach Ertz, uh, Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley, uh, then Cordell Patterson again. And that does not include players that are playing tonight. Uh, so those are those are keep an eye on guys if you're looking at um, people to, to move. There are a lot of people that are are looking to move those players I left it listed off. Nice. Yeah, good. Check out the article. If you can. Um, That'll come out, I think, either Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, so you're putting that together? Every week. I'm going to do it every week. Oh. Me so like it's good. I didn't it, realize that was a weekly just, installment plan. So is it updated, like, just the top people that week? You kind of just... Yep. So I'm gonna look, So I'm going to refix it every week so that you guys know... <laughs> Who the top ten players are on the move that week? That's the the big board, the trade block big board. Nice. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you if someone's moved up the board or down <laughs> the board or off the board. Nice. All right. Who cool. we get when those I like don't... you know green yeah. arrows up? <clears throat> yep, that's the plan. Red down. Awesome. Oh, sweet. All right. I didn't realize this was going to be a weekly uh, a weekly installment thing. Now I'm pumped. I'm even more pumped. That's freaking sick. All right, Scott. Yeah. So I'll do my motions. Then Craig, you can do his. Um, injuries again. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm speaking for every owner. Um, and even if you're sitting in your league like I am, God, I'm so unlucky. I get hit with injuries. I lost this guy. That person right next to you is is saying the same thing. So, I mean, I, every team has been hit with something. If not, you're probably 6-0 and, and good for you. Um, this week, for example, I lost Kareem Hunt and Kadarius Tony. And I already have CH on the bench on the IR. I lost ATN before the season. Luckily, I drafted a lot of running backs because it just shows you, you like, even the handcuffs. Like, I now I now have to start Michael Carter next week. Gross, but he's Whoa, a starting hey, running hey. back on the end. Well, he's playing the Patriots. I, I <laughs> Some of us are well. starting Michael Carter every week, bud. <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just the injuries, just and speaking of that, we have I know the Titans lineman carted off with severe injury. Yeah, Taylor the one uh fell and has not moved. I haven't I haven't seen the thumbs up. Um doesn't look that great. So uh my emotions was actually it's gonna be the same thing around the oh, there's a thumbs up right there. So he he should be good. He's he's also doing the the uh Hawaiian uh chabro. Uh Thanks, so cowabunga dog. So, uh, I, yeah, my, my thing's injuries, too. You know, you, you, you go in each week just hoping to come out healthy now, uh, which is unfortunately, like, all too often with the last two years of, of you know, less time on the field. Um, you know, I guess maybe my emotions would be the uh, NFLPA not negotiating more or stop stop negotiating less time on the field so that we can, you know, maybe have a healthy season for everyone. Yeah, you're negotiating less practice reps on the field pre in preseason and in pregame, and then you're negotiating additional reps for additional games that people are going to get hurt in with an 18-week schedule. So congratulations, NFLPA. You have nothing on the RDWPA. <laughs> nope. Oh, just a bunch of yelling and nothing getting done. <laughs> hey, maybe we are more similar than we thought. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Yeah, so I think, I think that uh, I, puts another I, I, podcast in the books. Uh, uh, yeah, another one in the docket. No pun intended. <laughs> stay fluid, awkward. stay loose. But I don't know. I don't know how to end it. Yeah, no, you just. Yeah, I think the uh, the rough ending would be uh, go to topshelfantasy.com. Go ahead and check out all of our articles uh, that we have been putting out. Um, there should be another uh, waiver article put out tomorrow uh, with all those waiver players on that, and uh, or today, depending on when you're listening. Uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, our handle is at Top Shelf FNTSY. Top Shelf Fantasy.
Stay fluid. Stay loose.